Have you ever thought about investing in real estate, but you don't know where to start? Or maybe you're thinking that it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to start the process. Hi, everyone. I'm Troy Sage, your host here of Real Estate Talk. And I've had the honor to interview Andreas Bernal, who came here from the Dominican Republic just a few years ago with as little as $500 in his pocket. And now he owns 32 doors, which means he's getting rent from 32 tenants every single month. If you want to know how he did this and what he's doing to build his empire and his legacy, check out this entire episode. Andreas, it's really an honor to have you on our podcast. And I'm so excited to talk about your journey and what you're doing in real estate so we can show that you don't have to be a multimillionaire to get started in real estate. I'm correct at saying that, right? Yes, yes. I'm so excited to be here. So honored to be here and uh, cannot wait. This is awesome, man. I, I am literally so excited. I want to stand up, but I can't right now. So because I will start jumping up and down. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a while. But what I understand of your story is, is just is magic. Um, you came here from the Dominican Republic. You came here pursuing uh, a different career. And here, I, I'm going to let you tell your story because I think it's a beautiful story. Yeah, so um, in, I, I, you know, grew up in Dominican Republic. Um, when I was 17, I had a scholarship to go to college in Puerto Rico. I studied there for five years. I have actually three majors. Um, and then after that, I decided to pursue uh, professional tennis. And I came in 2012, and my dad didn't support me that much financially. So I remember my mom gave me... Uh, the flight ticket, and I have about, I think it was like $480 in my pocket uh, at that time. Uh, and that didn't, uh, I was very scared. The first three days when I landed in New York City, um, I went to Panera and I stayed in a few hotels trying to figure it out. And until the third day, I almost ran out of money. Until the third day, I got a call says, hey, we have, a, we have some job here. And then potentially you can, um, I will, I'm going to train you to to play professional tennis. They saw my potential. So yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Man, that is so cool. So you went from a situation of having like what I call the American dream with a few bucks in your pocket. And um, this, is my, this is my excitement in talking to you is that you came here, the American dream, you landed in the big city. And the next thing you knew, you were like, dude, I'm running out of cash. <laughs> and, and then it sounds to me like, you know, what you did, you just went, I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job. And you worked and you, you, you did your thing. And now literally when I, uh, search the internet, like you're a very successful real estate investor. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful story. And I appreciate you sharing that little bit with us, but let's get into the real estate investing side. So right now, how many properties do you have and how long did it take you to get these properties? Yeah, so right now I own 13 properties uh, across 32 units. Uh, it took me, I started investing uh, in December or of 2016. So that's, you know, uh, seven years, I guess. And the first year, obviously, I started in December with my first property. And then the next year was a slow transition. Uh, but then after the third year is when everything snowballed. Man, that's a lot of properties in a short period of time. I know full-time investors have been doing this many, many more years and, and it, they didn't acquire property quite that fast. Um, 
when you started this path of real estate uh, investing, what got you into this? What made you go, I want to invest in real estate? So my journey, uh, I think is related to your audience. And a lot, most of people is that, you know, I was burned out from my nine to five. At that time, I was teaching tennis. I was teaching anywhere from 50 to 60 hours a week. And I was burned out. And literally one weekend, I said to myself, uh, let me Google to find some answers. So I literally Google, how can I retire early? This this cannot be the, Ameri the American dream. This There has to be you know, something else. So I Google and what I found was uh, there was three things that um, I, when I Google, how can I retire early? And it was like real estate, stocks, and it was uh, businesses. So stocks is something that I'm never, I'm not into it, you know, because I don't understand it, frankly. Um, businesses is something that I was going to do. Eventually I had my plans to do business, but then I found that a lot of people retire through real estate, especially like rental income. So I'm like, yeah, this could be a dream. So let me just start with one to see how it goes. And when I saw the power of that first property when I that I has hacked, it was like a light bulb at that time. That like this is what I should pursue. This is my passion, and this is what I'm gonna do for the next few years. So let let's talk on that a little bit, if you don't mind. Uh, the house hack. So you bought a property. And then what you had some friends move in and rent rooms that were paying rent or how did that work? So I bought a three family uh, and one uh, unit was vacant. Two units was already rented. So I was receiving income uh, and I got the deposit by the time I closed on that property. So it was, it was already making uh, income. Now at that time, I remember uh, the first floor was making a thousand dollars. Second floor was rented for another thousand. It, there was both section eight and I, and I lived in the third unit, but so I was making $2,000 and my payments were about 15 or $1,600 a month. And then obviously you have to account for reserves and water and utilities and all that. But, um, uh, I thought to myself, even if I break even, and this is what your audience should know, like, even if you break even on a house hack, you're actually saving rent. You're actually saving that money. And that, if I would rent the same apartment in another uh, in another place, it would be around twelve to thirteen hundred. So I saved twelve hundred for a whole year until I eventually I moved out. I mean, if you think about that, your return is you know infinite. Yeah, that that's awesome. The money you're saving every month, on top of if you have an income from that property, is is like gold. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're 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 living in this property, so. Uh, so let me ask you this, when, when you bought your first property, how did you finance this? It wasn't, again, it wasn't like you had a million dollars in the bank or four or $500,000 in the bank and say, here, here's half down and I'm buying the property. How did you do this? Uh, what I did is something that I won't recommend, but I'm glad that I did. <laughs> so I use an FHA loan, which is uh, the lowest down payment loan ever existed in any, any country. Except for the veteran loan, right? Which is 0% down. But the FHA loan is a loan that allows you to buy the property with 3.5% down. And when I say I did everything wrong, uh, what I mean by that is like I borrowed the down payment majority from my aunt. And I made an agreement with my aunt and said, I'm going to pay you two to $300 a month uh, until I pay, you know, I'm going to take a few years to pay you. And she was, she was okay. She wanted to help. Uh, and obviously I was paying an interest uh, to her. 
Uh, two to three hundred dollars a month is something that you know it's a car payment. So it's something that anybody that makes sixty, fifty thousand dollars a year can can do if they want to start investing. The other thing that I did was I asked the seller, and this is a, a shout out to my realtor. He says, "Why don't you ask the seller to cover some closing costs?" And they agreed to cover. Um, we raised the price of the property and we cover, I think it was like five or $6,000. So at the end of the day, I only put $8,000 for a duplex here that um, I bought it for 210,000. And today that property is worth uh, at least 430. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And and the only thing that, um, that we, that uh, our listeners need to understand is that your aunt gifted you the money and mysteriously she got money back. <laughs> right. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if anyone has any questions on that, leave a comment or reach out to us. But um, we do this a lot. I don't want to say all the time, but we do this a lot. Even when people aren't investing in properties, they're a little bit short on the down payment or they're a little bit short on some closing costs. And a family member will gift the money. Um, and if mysteriously the money arrives at Christmas for them in a card. You know, and I'm not trying to advocate doing anything illegal, but it's done all the time. It's, it, yeah. it, you know, and if somebody wants to crack down on me on the podcast or uh, on YouTube for this, well then, you know, be angry, but that's, that's the reality behind it. The down payment for the FHA can be gifted. This is something that is a hundred percent legal. Uh, and, and obviously that's, that's the way that I did it. I did my research about it. And this is the only program that kind of allows you to do that. Uh, but it has to be a family member. And again, uh, you have to be intended to live in the property for the first year. Yeah, for sure. And that's, it's 100% exactly where we were going with this. That, so your aunt gifted you some money and uh, FHA allows that. And your real estate agent, hats off to your real estate agent uh, who did an outstanding job in finding you a property and negotiating the seller paying some of, or in some cases we're seeing in today's market, we have um, sellers willing to pay a huge chunk, if not all of your closing costs, if they need to get rid of their asset. So anyone listening or watching, understand that you don't need a ton of money. And there are programs out there that, uh, that you can get into. And there's other programs um, that you can buy investment properties. It's just not, um, interest rates are much higher, like hard money, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But that's something um, maybe you can touch on or, you know, we kind of grow into that if, if I'm not mistaken. What is your thoughts? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's many ways where people can uh, borrow some money. I, I, at this point, we have lines of credit. We have private money lined up. We have um, different, I have used cre very creative strategies to acquire real estate. Not only you need the cash, but you need to have at least the knowledge to, uh, invest and 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 then you get the experience and then people have started to trust in you more. I mean, at the beginning, I remember that I will manage properties for nothing, for pennies on the dollar. I remember at the beginning, I also um, was renting places for for other for my friends that have properties and and some people that I know and they were okay with it because I have a little bit of experience and. All I did was I, I was trying to create the most value for these people because in the future I was not I was not counting actually the money that I was making at the at the moment I was counting the relationships that I was building and I, I was counting also for uh, other future partnerships and eventually we partner and you know we made a killing. I think that's another great point. I think it's really important for any 
one looking at real estate, especially on the investment side, that it's really about the relationship. And let me ask you this, when, when you're searching for homes, um, what are you using or what is your technique to find homes that you can invest in? Yeah, well, as you know, the market is, <laughs> at least in Connecticut where I invest, is pretty dry. So you have to be super creative with this strategy. Right now, we are digging into cold calling postcards and all that to um, some owners that are more motivated. Uh, we invest a little bit of money on that, but uh, we have tried to um, build those relationships with realtors, wholesalers, with owners. Um, I made one deal where um, I, I built a relationship with the owner for two years until he sold me the property. So a lot of people here, it says, oh, the market is not good. Uh, it's hard to find a property. Even the distressed owner wants top dollar. But the truth is that it's more important for you to build that relationship than actually for them to sell you at a certain price. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. Like, uh, just to give you an example, uh, we bought it for 137000 It was a, a three-family the owner knew that the property all fixed up worth four hundred thousand, and he still sold it uh, to me for one hundred and thirty-seven thousand. And the reason why is because again, I, I didn't care only about the property, but I care about the person. I created so much value. Anything that he needed, I was there for him, and he saw that. And it was more like an emotional transaction than for him to getting all that. 400,000. He didn't want to deal with the property. Obviously, there was a little bit of distress, but he he liked the relationship and he will still talk after he sold the property. It's not that that relationship is over. We'll still talk. We play tennis sometimes. So like it's it's a matter of relationship. This is our relationship business. So I'm going to guess that because you were, uh, in my opinion, a semi-pro tennis player, you do let him win once in a while. <laughs> for the relationship, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, occasionally, you know. <laughs> yeah. This is a great point in which you bring up. It's not only the relationship with the people, it's the relationship with your realtor. I'm sure that you have a realtor or maybe multiple, if you're looking in multiple areas, that they're out finding you properties. Um, and you can do this. You can truly build a business off of uh, relationships and, of course, your reputation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So right now we're working for, we're working with at least four to five realtors. And the one thing that I do, and I, I, I really, really recommend this to everyone is that find that realtor that is really good in that area that get those listings that, you know, potentially they can tell it to you and also ask them is if it's okay for, for, for them to have another realtor in another town because some realtors say, oh, if you're working with me and you're working with this person, oh, I don't like that. But I'm I'm very clear about, hey, how about if you focus on this town and is that okay if this person that maybe you know or don't know can focus in another town? And most of them say fine because their, their expertise is in one area. So that way, again, I'm very upfront with them. And that way we get deals all across Connecticut. Yeah. And, and that's another great point because um, I think the general public, you know, we don't buy homes every day like we do groceries. And um, I've seen this happen in, in my own business um, where, 
a, a potential buyer or investor says, hey, I want to look for a home in this particular area. And there's times I say, I would love to help you, but I'm not going to be of best service to you because I don't know the taxes there. I don't know the HOAs there. I don't know what the city plan is there. Um, I respect as a real estate broker and agent myself, when someone like you comes to me and says, hey, I want you to look in this area for me and I'm going to work with you and 15, 20 minute drive away, I'm going to work with this person over here because it's good for you and it's good for the agent because the agent then isn't sticking their neck out and not knowing. I love your technique and I love the fact that you're open about that. So many people are not open about that. If you're looking for an agent, interview the agent and find an agent that knows the area, that understands what your game plan is, not just someone that's going to be a door opener and doesn't understand what's happening. Yeah. Another, another tip that I tell people uh, when they're working with uh, realtors and agents is to always find the agent that give the extra mile. And when I say this is a lot of agents, what they do is says, oh, what is your criteria? Okay. I'll send you automatic emails when, uh, pro when a new property pops up. But the agents that I work with, they go a little bit beyond that. And when I say that is they, 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 sometimes there's properties that I miss on the MLS that came out, but they, they send me an email say, Hey, uh, do you took, do you took a look at this property? I think it, it fits your criteria. They give that extra mile for you to work with them. And those are the people that I, that I want to have around the ones that are really not just doing the lazy work and given the, the automatic emails, but the people that actually are trying to work with you. You nailed it, man. And there is, uh, I've said this for years, there's the 80-20 rule in every business. And you've got 20% of the agents that will go that extra mile because they need to be your, your eyes and ears and your boots on the ground to find you properties. And you're right. You can miss something because you're busy with your job. And the agent's job is to find you what you're looking for. And of course, then I'm going to assume there's going to be a, a relationship and a level of dedication to that agent when they say, hey, check out this single family home here or check out this duplex here. Here's how the numbers work. And you go, man, that totally works. Now you have this, this really strong relationship. So investors or home buyers in general, um, a true professional in any field, whether it's a doctor or a real estate agent or a tennis player, they sleep eat and breathe the area in real estate. And you get as an investor, you get the bonus of that when you work with someone like that. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you, 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 you hit the nail there. <laughs> in today's market, and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett makes money when the market's great. Warren Buffett makes money when the market is horrible. And it seems like we're inundated with national news and YouTube influencers. Oh, the market's crashing, the market's crashing, the market's crashing. Do you have ratios that you're looking at or what is your technique when you're looking at a property? Are you concerned about just the price today or are you using other factors um, in regards to rents and cap rates? Uh, yeah, Warren Buffett is, is uh, the legend. Um, I think that uh, in my uh, case, my investing has worked when everybody's being afraid of investing. Um, and I'm going to give you a, uh, just a quick story. When the pandemic happened in 2020, everybody was afraid of buying properties. You couldn't go anywhere. It, it, was, it was a mess. I remember at least here from April 2020 and May 2020 was a mess. And that's when actually I bought three properties in those two months. And I got, and I got a really good discount. Because again, everybody thought 
that um, the market was going to not, not do well. Now, I'm going to invite every investor to see this as a long term. If you're flipping, it's different, right? You have to account for what's happening within that year, what happened in a few months back, or, or, or kind of predict what's happening in the next few months because that's your you know, livelihood. But if you're buying home investors, I don't buy for appreciation. So if the market uh, comes down, um, I'm okay to hold it as long as that property cash flows. And the reason why a lot of people have trouble back in 08 or 09 with the market crash, it was because the property didn't cash flow, the property went down in value, and you know you cannot invest like that. That's for me is gambling. I I'd rather you go to the casino and blow that money like that. So right now I'm not only buying for like the cash flow, but I'm buying for force appreciation. I'm trying to. I like houses where you have to put a lot of work, foundations, roofs, everything that uh, you know, piecemeal, all of that. I love because I know how to fix it, and I know that I can improve that value today within a month or two, right? And again, if the market drops, uh, uh, who cares? I'm, I'm in the long run. I'm not, this is not a, a sprint. This is not more like a marathon. Yeah, that's a perfect, perfect vision uh, because too many people are wrapped up in the buzzwords of today. Oh, the market's tanking or, hey, we've lost some uh, appreciation has dropped X amount and from area to area it changes. But I agree with you, you're 100% correct, that if you're looking at the long term, and even if a property is breaking even every month, historically, real estate appreciates. It might take 10 years, but not only are they paying to live there, and if you uh, uh, have pulled a mortgage on that and you're breaking even, you're building your credit. When I was researching about uh, if I should put my money in real estate or stocks, I realized that you can use uh, leverage in real estate. So when you go to the bank and say, hey, I want to buy that property, they can give you, you know, 70, 80, 65, or 85% of what the house is worth. You go to the bank and say, hey, I want to buy that stock, 50,000, and they're probably going to laugh at you. I actually did this uh, work, did this <laughs> research because I couldn't believe it. And that's how banks see properties. Banks see this is a safe asset and we might lose now, but if we if this person defaults, we can still sell it or we wait until this property appreciates. So a stock can, can drop right now in a minute. Uh, real estate takes so much time, especially if you're in a market where everything moves uh, slower than metro areas uh, and metro you know states like California and Texas and all that. I want to ask you uh, with the future, like what's in store for your future, my brother? What is your plan for like the next three to five years? Well, my plan for this year is to get at least ten more uh, ten thousand dollars more in cash flow. Uh, it's a bold move because my wife is pregnant and she's doing May, so I'm I'm right now. I'm trying to rush and trying to get there. Uh, and, and, and create the systems so I can get to that goal uh, with my business partner, um, Jose. Shout out to Jose. And um, uh, next year, I'm trying to, again, enjoy my family. This is why I work so hard. I wasn't visioning having that time for my, my wife, having my time for, for my kids. Um, and then the goal is to acquire at least 100 units. So I'm at 32. 
um, within you know three years. Uh, I think I think it's pretty doable. Last year, I actually doubled my portfolio uh, in four months. So I think it's possible. And um, after that, once I you know get to that twenty thirty thousand dollars a month a month in cash flow. I want to dedicate more time um, to help others and uh, and create uh, a financial base to uh, people that that don't have it and people that are not, you know, being educated either in school or at home. So I'm gonna dedicate most of my time to I will say philanthropy. Right, man. That's that's beautiful, and that that's part of that's part of that paying it forward. Um, I totally believe in that. I think that is is awesome. You said one thing. Uh, that just struck me that last year you doubled in a market that was insane last year where people are outbidding each other, where buyers had a hard time even purchasing a property. I think that is a testimony and proof that A, it can be done and B, you know what you're doing and C, the American dream is real. Anyone can do this. They have to build the relationships. They have to focus and they have to put a system in place that they're willing to follow. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the way that I scaled, uh, it's, it was a shift in mindset by the summer last year, I had 16 units. And when I, I partnered with someone, uh, that it was the same, at uh, the same level as me in terms of financially number of doors experience, so we said to, what is stopping us? If we don't quit, we cannot lose. Like, it's just a matter of putting the time, putting the effort and, and living. He's also um, from, from Dominican Republic. And I, I, I just thought to myself, like, I don't want to live like the American dream. I want to live my dream in America. And, and, and this is something that I always say is like, Anybody, anybody can do it. Might take more time to uh, a person that didn't grow up being an entrepreneur or didn't grow up with that financial base. But again, um, that that life is it's about to change. I'm about to change life. I'm I'm changing lives right now. I have you know students from all over the world that are starting investing, and they see that you know hard work pays off. And and if, again, if you don't if you don't quit. You can never lose. I just feel like that. I agree, man. Very well said. So I'd love to go even deeper on things with you, but unfortunately we're running out of time. So um, any last thing that, that you want to um, throw out there to people? Uh, do, you, do you have a class or do you have anything that, uh, uh, that people that you want people to reach out to you and uh, so that you can help them or what is your thought pattern on that? Yeah, absolutely. So my business cards are my social media. <laughs> um, so my social media handles are my name is Andres Bernal. Um, in I'm mostly on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you want to sign up for my free class, it's it's every other Tuesday at six p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, you can join. The registration for that class is on my bio, so it's completely free. Um, this is not a pitching any other course or any private sessions, nothing. This is just purely my gift to the world. And uh, I just want to help, you know, as many people as I can. 
I appreciate that, man. I appreciate you. And I would definitely love to schedule more time with you in the future. So let's do this again, my friend. Um, congratulations on your, uh, on your family growing and having a baby. I think that's amazing. I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. I thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. This is uh, an honor. Like I said at the beginning, it's an honor and pleasure to be here. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward for the second one. If you have any questions about real estate or investing, feel free to leave a comment below or reach out to us directly. We'll be happy to help you with your real estate needs. Also, if you're checking this out on YouTube and you like the information that we're providing, do us a favor, click the like button. That helps us an awful lot and click subscribe so that you're updated every time we upload another video. Until next time, my friends, Make it a great day.